You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, along with Daniel. Today, we're going to be talking about creating your own curriculum. But before we jump in, Daniel, what are you loving? Well, Allie, I am loving airplay, and I'm probably behind the times a little bit in saying (laughs) it, but we got it here, I don't know, maybe a year ago, year and a half. Yeah. We've had it for a while, but it's so convenient to just pop something up from your computer if you're in a meeting, and you can just pop it up for everybody to be able to see, or actually use it to play music in one of our rooms in our pavilion a lot, Um, but it's just a really easy feature that we use all the time now that sort of second a good nature. one it is yeah it's second nature i don't think about it but it is really easy i do love that well, right now i am loving uh jesus calling the mm. book the one mm-hmm. day like every morning devotional and i've had it forever um but i kind of fell out of doing it for a while and i just recently found it and started picking it up so i've been doing it every morning it's just like a nice little short so easy to start your day with that little reflection and something to think about and journaling and i love that i think a lot of people on our staff love that yeah they do that i didn't even know oh my gosh now i gotta go and talk to some people about well, it. i know jackie that used to be on our staff does it she oh, posts yeah. about it all the oh time. yeah yeah she does post about it i've seen that mm-hmm. yes you are correct so what are we talking about today we are talking about creating your own curriculum and we're lucky enough here at nativity to be able to create our own curriculum, but that's not something every youth minister has the time or the resources for. But today we're going to share with you guys just a little bit about our process, because even if you aren't creating your own curriculum from scratch, you can always make it your own. Yeah, you never want to accept something straight out of the box. You always want to adapt it and put it into your context to match the teens that are in your group, what you're able to do. Um, So we... uh, We really start with our messaging and we have a meeting in the springtime each year to talk about what our messages are going to be for the coming year and we sit down and and figure out what the series are going to look like and we'll talk about series um, a little bit later in another episode. But it really all starts with the message that we want to give to our teens and we spend probably way more time on messaging than most churches do, I would guess, most youth ministries do. How much time do you think think we spend? Yeah. How much time do you think we spend each week working on messaging? Yep. Probably. I feel like it's almost half of our week sometimes. It depends on the week and on the message. But yeah. But the person who's actually giving the message probably spends half of their time for the week. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's me. You know I like to practice a lot. (laughs) So that, and that's a big process. It's everything from... um, coming up with the message itself and we do that long before the week of Mm -hmm. um, but then developing it into something that we can actually stand up on the stage and speak and then um, practicing it verbally practicing it in front of somebody else and we'll give feedback going back and revising it writing small group questions off of it um, actually delivering the message and then afterwards getting feedback for it as Mm -hmm. well which Mm -hmm. is a big part of our our process um, on an ongoing basis. So our messages, we try to strike a balance between what is the lived experience of our teens at this moment 
and what we really feel like they need to know from what's more timeless about God's truth. And it's, it's a balance between comforting our teens and challenging them when we write our own curriculum. Do you feel like we strike that balance most of the time? Yeah, I think we try to. At least I think when you're intentional about the goal of something, then I think we strike it. But it is a balancing act. So, For and, sure. and our messages and everything we try to do really um, is leading into small groups. So our small groups we'll talk about in a couple episodes as well. But the small groups are the centerpiece of our program. So we don't want to answer all of the questions in our message. We don't want to paint everything as completely black and white. Um, but again, it's that balance. We don't want to water things down and not give them anything. Um, or we don't want to avoid offense. But we do want to challenge them and challenge their worldview a little bit and get them thinking and talking about it when they go into small groups. A couple of weeks ago, we started talking about Timmy, and he's our typical teen. Um, and he needs to struggle a little bit through the tension of our world and be able to reach conclusions himself. That's true to what we experience in the world. There aren't just answers mm-hmm. out there for us. You have to struggle a little bit. Yeah, and Timmy doesn't see things as black and white, which is why that balancing act is so important because they they teens these days live in that gray area, and they like to see both sides and argue and debate and it's not black and white so we can't propose it like that because they'll never get to there that's right so lecturing we find loses their interest and investment Mm -hmm. but we want to take timmy on some sort of a journey and playing all of our cards at one point um, telling him all the answers really curbs that process if you think of how jesus did this with his apostles which was basically his small group he said first to them when he encountered them for the first time, he said, come and see. So that was pretty much it. Crazy. Come and see. Awesome. But then within three years, the same group received the Holy Spirit. They were performing healings and eventually they were willing to give their lives and be martyred because he took them on this journey to that point. He didn't ask them the first time that he met them, come and see and get martyred. <laughs> Or come and see and lose all of your friends because you're a weirdo Christian. So we're taking them on a journey, but realizing that they're still in the world um, each day in school and on sports fields and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why there is a right time and a right way and a right place to share truth. And we want some of those topics that they're going through that they're thinking about in this life. We want to touch on them in our messages. And sometimes they can make us squirm. They can make them squirm because we aren't sure of the right way to speak about them. But I think if it makes you squirm and if it's something they're experiencing, it's all the more reason we need to talk about it. We know like teens are going through things like school shootings and homosexuality and self-harm they're struggling with pornography and pressures from other people and those are things in real time happening to them right now and it's things that we need to touch on in our messages you too. mean you want to talk about those things with teenagers Allie? I wouldn't say that I want to uh, yeah I don't really want to either but we do but need I to. think we have to yeah and we have to give uh, with our adults too we have to give them some guidelines to help them have confidence And I think it's actually more important to tell them what not to say than it is to tell them what to say. Because there are certain ways to say something or ways to not say something that you want to avoid um, when you're dealing with teens. And so 
we tend to give our adults quite a bit of freedom in their conversations and that's hard. Allie and I are both, I think, kind of type A Mm -hmm. organized people. We want to give them all of the guidelines, just follow this list and progression of things. Exactly what we tell you to do. (laughs) But some of it is is ceasing that control. It's a little scary, um, but even if it gets messy, who would rather have it get messy here and maybe take some flack from parents even some of the time. Um, I remember we did a sex and dating series a couple of years ago and a parent called me and said after this um, first night, it was only one night and I had given the message that their kid could not look at the church when they drove by anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Allie, it was a middle school message on sex. It was, I can vouch, guys. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was not that scarring. Yeah. But we are willing to to take that sometimes if it means that it's going to get a little bit messier here Mm -hmm. at church rather than it getting messy with just their peers, the only ones that are speaking to them about tough topics. Um, So we don't have all the answers, but teens appreciate it when we say, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to find out more and we're going to we're going to deal with this even if we don't have all of the answers. Mm -hmm. Teens start to lose respect when you don't touch those sensitive or controversial topics. You won't change every mind. You won't all agree. You won't win every battle, but you need to talk about difficult things. Absolutely. I was about to say, I think they actually, they don't like, they don't appreciate it when you tiptoe around things, like as if they don't know what's going on in the world or as if they're not experiencing it. You know, they want to talk about the hard and the controversial things and so they want you to acknowledge them or they feel like you're acting like they don't even know or it doesn't matter that's how they take it when we don't touch on those topics yeah all right so as we talk about writing your own curriculum here we've so far we've said that we try to write messages that strike a balance between the lived experience of our teens and the timeless realities of our faith and that there's a right time way and place to share the truth we want to make uh, we want to make our teens and us squirm a little bit um, with some of the topics that we talk about. And the third thing here in writing your own curriculum, and we will talk more in the next episode about how to do this kind of more nuts and bolts mm-hmm. with writing your own curriculum. But the third thing here is just kind of a broad overview of writing your own curriculum is that curriculum will never take the place of relationships. Relationships are always going to be more paramount than curriculum is. Absolutely. So we want to write our curriculum to drive conversation, to awaken the imagination of our teens, to pique their curiosity. And some weeks we invite our leaders to let tangents go if the conversation is going somewhere interesting, if it's going somewhere relevant, mm-hmm. if it's going about Aunt Peggy's dog that died this <laughs> week. and. Is. And everything that was surrounding that and what kind of dog food they ate. And, oh, you know what we had for dinner this week? We had, <laughs> that's, that's a tangent that you don't need to go down. But if it's, you know, a, I think one, one week we ended up in my group talking about um, accepting others and what that means. Uh, you know, one of the questions was something like that. And we ended up skewing toward um, transgender conversation and what would happen if we had a transgender kid who wanted to join our group and what would their reaction to that be definitely a different topic but it was it very much related to what we were talking about yeah and if they guided 
the conversation there, then it's something they want to talk about that they need to talk about. So absolutely embrace the tangents sometimes, not about Aunt Peggy's dog. (laughs) Yeah. I love one of our small group leaders always says if if her um, girls in the group start going off on a tangent, she says, or if they raise their hand even before they start the story and they, they say, oh, I have a story. She'll say, does it have anything to do with what we're talking about? I mean, she just yeah. preempts it. So every small group is a little bit different and you need to give some ideas for leaders, but leaders need to be able to adapt it. And we are trying more and more to have our leaders be empowered to do this. But it, it is a challenge and sometimes we need to help them and support them. Um, you know, like they want to do um, a big thing on butcher paper and they need the art supplies to do that. Well, you can supply the art supplies, but you're not going to give them automatically the ideas. Yeah. Now we're up to what, like 20, 25 small groups yeah. in some of our programs and we can't supply that many that for everyone, things for yeah. everyone. But the leaders can do it. Absolutely. And we've found in our groups, too, that boys need more activity and competition. So we try to write that into our curriculum sometimes, too. And it's we are not perfect at this. This is just the stuff that we're kind of learning Mm -hmm. as we go along here. Um, But some boys groups have had like push-up competitions or that's the punishment if the boys are kind of off track. Um, And I think girls tend to need more connection and ability to be vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. they see each other do that. And they're more likely to open up and be vulnerable as well. Yeah, absolutely. And boys do better, we've found, without the eye contact. We encourage all of our Mm -hmm. small groups to meet in circles. But a lot of times boys will talk better if they're in the car or they're doing an activity where they're not face-to-face with somebody. Girls tend to do better with the eye contact. Yeah, one of our small group leaders for boys, he just took them out and they would walk around the building during their small group time. Just go on a little mini hike around the building, around and around. Yep, something active, but um, it's helpful because they don't have to have eye contact while they talk. And sixth graders obviously can do something very different than seniors. So you could have sixth graders do a puzzle or Legos and seniors in high school can actually sit and listen to each other and pray together. So as we write our own curriculum, we try to keep those things in mind and keep it um, appropriate to the age level. So we'll dive in next week a little bit more into our message series and what that looks like and the messages. But um, for now, that was our foundation of our curriculum. We try to strike that balance between what our teens are going through and experiencing as well as the timeless realities of God's truth. So that's our balancing act. Sometimes we need to talk about the hard things and make even the things that make us squirm and that relationships are always more important than the curriculum. So Daniel, what is a win for us when it comes to creating our own curriculum? One of the series that we did last year was called The Art of Persuasion. Mm -hmm. And we promised the teens, our tagline for it was something like, how to get yeah. your team, how to get your parents and to give you what you want what or you something. Want, yeah. something like that. So it was enticing to them in, in that way, like, oh, Definitely. what are they going to tell us to get our parents to give us what they want? And one of our challenges for one of the weeks was to actually go and negotiate something with your parents. And there was a lot of lead up mm-hmm. to this. It wasn't just like how to win an argument. It was actually how to build a relationship with your parents. We sort of snuck mm-hmm. that in on them. <laughs> But um, we gave them the challenge to go and negotiate with their parents. And I know at least one of the teens in my small group came back and had a specific conversation with his parents about his um, 
screen time mm-hmm. and phone usage and all of that. And they changed their their tune and their policy with them. So if you can see little, awesome. even little wins like that yeah. from your curriculum that's designed for your teens. Absolutely. That's a win. 100%. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week when we dive into our messages. See you next time.